We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself. Because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order? Cashback guru? Low intro APR lover? With US Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. US Bank credit cards are issued by US Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. <laughs> Welcome into the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, February twenty-fourth, twenty seventeen. DJ Trainer here, joined by Ken K. Train Kreitz. <coughs> no Shannon here. He is down in New Orleans, I think, for a bachelor party. So for a uh, wedding. For a wedding. Our- Basketball experts say, let's go there right after the All-Star game. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he comes back all right uh, before we get into the latest guess. I'm going to guess at least one tattoo will be added. One tattoo? I think the over-under is at 1.5, so you're taking the under. (laughs) I'm taking Uh, the under (laughs) and maybe a very brief prison stay. (laughs) (laughs) Just like overnight, half a day, not not like a really big deal. drunkard who scowl though they just throw a bunch of guys they don't know what to do with behind bars for a couple hours till they dry out then they say all right back to the airport with you <laughs> the drunk tank yeah he's yes the drunk tank exactly there yeah definitely uh before we get into some actual nba news just a reminder uh you probably found this podcast already i'm imagining if you're listening Yay! to it but just in case you didn't somehow it is available on itunes stitcher audio boom and directly on the rotowire website feel free to give us a review you know that helps us uh improve in the ratings if you like us feel free to say you like us we really would subscribe appreciate it. subscribe, subscribe on a regular basis you don't even have to listen to all of it just subscribe help us out please just, yeah 
give throw us a bone here. We're we're, we're <laughs> slaving away over a hot mic. Um, so just a quick overview of what Ken and I are going to go over. No surprises here on this Friday, even though we don't have Shannon. We're going to keep the same like we always do. Going over the top news, I have a feeling right. the, top, the top news will be a little more hefty than it usually is. Then we're going to get into Ken's crazy old man rants. And then we're going to finish up with some Friday DFS like we always do. So without further ado, Ken, let's break it off with some of the top news on this Friday morning. Thank you, DJ. Absolutely. Well, hey, Boogie debuts down in the Big Easy. Unfortunately, it was a blowout loss, unfortunately for the Pelicans, a blowout loss to Houston. Boogie did post the fantasy line of the night with 27 points, 14 boards, five assists, five steals, and four blocks, including a sweet. Uh, rejection on James Hart, uh, Harden. Sweet! Lou Williams dropped 27 uh, in his Rockets debut in that same game. He kind of led Houston in scoring. Uh, Fire and Ice combined for 40 of the Pelicans' 86 shots. DJ, which do you prefer? Boogie and Brow or Fire and Ice? And uh, talk to me about the role you think Cousins and Williams will have with their new teams. Definitely. So I prefer fire and ice, most importantly, because Boogie actually said that. He said a little fire and a little ice, and Anthony Davis confirmed that in a tweet. So fire and ice is what we're rolling with. Boogie and brow, um, if you want to keep things more formal, less formal, I don't know. Um, I I like them both, but fire and ice is definitely where we're headed. Uh, I'm skeptical, Ken, in terms of fantasy value, and understandably, I've been asked this many times, what do you think is going to happen? And I think overall... I think you're going to see a slight decrease in the season averages of DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. There's just, yeah. um, you know, just one basketball, one basketball. It's, it's the old adage, but it works pretty, pretty perfectly here. I'm more concerned with Drew Holiday. Where, where was he last night? I know he shot oh, three of 12. Man, no kidding. Six points, four assists, four rebounds. Oh, of six from the beyond four the assist, The four assists kill me. Like, wow, you just doubled your amazing targets and you got four assists. Right, so I I would love to see Holiday really hold the ball, maybe even more than he used to, if that even makes sense. Create is that physically possible? Yeah, the, the problem <laughs> is that Davis and Cousins, they like to just get the ball and then go to work themselves. They don't really like to do off-the-ball stuff and, and finish off pick and rolls and whatnot. So uh, in terms of fantasy value, it looks like Drew Holiday is going to take the biggest hit if you want to read too much into one game. Moving over to the other player you talked about, Sweet Lou Williams, 27. Uh, I believe this either matched or beat his uh, season high of three-pointers made in the game. He just fits in so perfectly for this offense. Oh, man. I mean, he just does. It, this is exactly what they wanted. Kudos to Daryl Morey and the Houston Rockets going out to get him. Uh, Ken, after last night's performance, uh, I don't think it's crazy to think that the Rockets are a legitimate challenger to the Warriors. Off the bat, do you agree, disagree with that statement? Uh, I would have liked to have seen them get another uh, big to get to the Warriors. They don't need the big to play the Warriors. But, um, uh, yeah, I think they're exciting. I mean, goodness gracious, are they going to be jacking up some threes? I think they literally handed a green light to Lou Williams when he landed in the Houston (laughs) airport. Um, yeah, super entertaining. They're certainly going to play the same style of ball. So uh, uh, I don't know. You know, I think they could push the Warriors to six. I still, you know, I don't know who on that squad's going to guard Kevin Durant. But uh, 
uh, at least it is going to be a heck of a lot more entertaining. Well, you, got tre- you got Trevor Reza, and I think that's a reasonable option to guard Kevin Durant. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That's true. The only that's- the only problem with that with that is that if if you really want to put all your firepower out there, it's a lineup that's Harden, Lou Williams, Eric Gordon. Trevor Ariza and then Ryan Anderson playing the center. And yeah, that, that's four revolving doors and Trevor Ariza. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so that's the big issue. You do have Patrick Beverly, but in crunch time, they've been going with just shooters and, and seeing if they can outshoot everybody. I cannot wait for that matchup. I, I dearly hope that they end up on opposite sides of the playoff schedule and they yeah. meet in the Western Conference Finals. Because I tell you what, I know the Pelicans are not that good. They've got some things to figure out. But after last night's performance with, with Lou Williams seamlessly fitting into that rotation, I'm excited of a Rockets-Warriors seven-game series. Wow, okay. All right, bravo. Well, I, I just hope they, play, they they do wind up playing. I don't care which round because I think it'll be a blast. Um, tra- trade news. Let's, we're we're going to alternate on and off trades here. Uh, Nerlens Noel heads to Dallas for, I'm going to say, allegedly a protected first-round pick, second-round pick, Justin Anderson and buyout candidate Andrew Bogut. I say allegedly first round because it's top 18 protected. Dallas stinks. They're going to be, you know, that first round pick is going to be in the top 18, which means the pick then turns into a second round pick, I think, in 2018. DJ, Noel was a number six overall pick in 2013. Are they getting value in Philadelphia for Nerlens Noel? Is this what they waited for? I know. Isn't it funny, Ken, that we've been talking about this for literally two years? You know, is it going to yeah. be Noel? Is it going to be Embiid? Is it going to be right. Okafer? And it ended up being Noel for a bag of rocks, basically, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I will say, a lot of people uh, are not putting or not giving Justin Anderson on, enough credit. Um, he's He's been solid, and yeah. he's been maturing in the league so far. Um, even if he sees a lot of minutes somehow um, in that Sixers rotation, he's not quite a, a big production guy, so you need to um, exactly along those lines. I, that's why I loved the Zach Lowe tweet uh, on trade day where he said, quote, beware the wing throw in as Dallas should know better than anyone referring to Jay Crowder, suddenly, right. a, you know, a great starter for the Celtics, though, really, I mean, Dallas did even if even if Anderson becomes a rotation guy for Philly, this still seems like the upside here is all in Dallas. Um, Most definitely. And you know what? I think that low tweet actually came before and before he was the one that actually broke the news that there was a top 18. Oh, so okay. I do like Justin Anderson, but it's not value for value here. Cause essentially mm. Dallas would have to win out and then some for, for them oh, to yeah. finish outside of the top 18. Cause top 15 would most likely put them in, in the playoffs. So, and we know that's not going to happen. So it does seem like Dallas came out on top. They get Nerlens Noel. He's going to see a ton of minutes. He's going to be a great compliment in the front court, especially on defense yeah. to Dirk Nowitzki. And you need minutes to improve. And they didn't have the minutes in Philly for him. That's why I think this is just all upside Dallas. And even if it doesn't work out, what they give up? Who cares? It, you know, I love up trades where the potential is really high. Yeah. And before we move on to the next trade, uh, Ken, trade debut, I should say, um, this has an effect on the guards in Dallas because let's not forget that Darren <laughs> Williams is going to be bought out and likely go to Cleveland. So that means that Seth Curry, Devin Harris, and Yogi Ferrell are going to be splitting a lot of time at point guard. I do think that adding Noel to the lineup is essentially going to move Wes Matthews over to shooting guard. So, um, But with that said, I think Matthews 
um, you know, the three players I just mentioned. So Farrell, Matthews, and Seth Curry yep. are all going to see a bump in value as well. We had Farrell and Williams listed as a, uh, a news point bullet we were going to discuss later, but you just covered it eloquently. I mean, the, I think the big thing is Yogi is going to get crazy minutes and crazy shots now in that lineup. Um, yeah, Dallas, so if, Dallas wants if, to know if he, he can be a part of their future. So even right. if they is don't Is he think, their IT? Is he their IT? Right, exactly right. And so they need to play him 30 minutes a game for the rest of the 2025 20, games left in the season to find out. And why the heck not, right? Because exactly. what's uh, Williams' upside was, I think, about 2007. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back when he was in Utah, and it hardly even right. seems like he played at Utah now. Remember, it's funny to think about how scared Utah was about keeping him, and then they traded him, and then it really turned out there was nothing to be scared about. But uh, All right, moving on to another debut. Terrence Ross, uh, a bit of an overlooked aspect of the Serge Ibaka trade to Toronto. He got the start last night uh, for the oddly lined Orlando Magic. Got 33 minutes. That's a good side. Got 17 shots. That's a good side. Did not shoot well and posted a line of 13 points, five boards, one assist, three steals. He did hit two trays. Uh, And Orlando blew a big lead at home to Portland, as Orlando is wont to do. Uh, DJ, any thoughts on Terrence Ross and the this new Magic lineup with the Baca gone? The most important thing we need to know from this, Ken, is that Terrence Ross was allowed and most likely encouraged to take 17 shots, okay? Yeah. So yeah. the fact that he only yeah. made four of them is discouraging, but if he's going to have the green light to go out there and do that every mm-hmm. night, we're talking about somebody whose fantasy value took a major rise here. What I also like, because I think Ross is perhaps a better prospect than Hazonia, is that Ross played 33 minutes, Hazonia played 25. So there were still some, some, some people that were still high on Hazonia thinking that he would get the start at small forward yeah. with Aaron Gordon shifting down. Not the case. Terrence Ross is the man. And just like Yogi Ferrell out in Dallas, Orlando wants to know if he's going to be a long-term fixture in their lineup. So he's a guy that's going to take lots of shots and have lots of time on the court. Major bump in value for Terrence Ross for the rest of the season. And you're happy because you own him in the Rotowire Keeper League. Did you get him before or after he got moved to Orlando? Before. Nice yes. player. Yep. Player. Yep. So, and Shannon's not here to defend himself. Well, what's so. funny, that was with Shannon. <laughs> um, and I, you know, just to make him mad, uh, I told him that I kind of thought Ross was going to be traded, and this is exactly what I thought would happen, even though that was not true at all. You uh, need to text him like a man love photo yeah. of Ross <laughs> hanging out with the Valentine's Day backdrop while he's in New Orleans pounding hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to like turn that happy trip into a sad trip. I guess I could do that with just one text of, of Terrence Ross's name, though. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Or maybe you can somehow Lance Stevens blowing kisses into Ross's <laughs> knee. I don't, whatever you kids do with your crazy social media and your pictures and your photoshopping, run with it. Okay, back to another trade. Oh, big news. I, I'm throwing a lot of boisterous yelling here to make up for what was a, a dull trade. Dull trade to deadline day. But <laughs> anyway, oh, big news. OKC receives Doug McDermott, McBuckets, Todd Gibson, and a 2018 second-round pick. While well, the Bulls receive Cameron Payne, Joffrey Lavergne, I always get that wrong, and Anthony Morrow. How is it, DJ, and you're a Thunder fan, so I expect some excellent insights. How is it that OKC gets the extra pick here and not the Bulls? It just seems like the Thunder flees Chicago a little here. And what is Chicago doing? Are they in reload? Are they win now? If you're going to reload, why don't you deal Butler? 
Uh, Chicago's got like four to five point guards now, and none of them are any good. That was way too many questions for you to answer at once, DJ. How about I did OKC get the extra pick? Right. So I think it's because there's still a glimmer of hope that Cameron Payne can be an above average or right at average point guard in this league. He's only been in the in the, in the league for two years. However, I will say in terms of his prospects this season, because I know that's what our listeners are most interested in. He has never played more than 25 games or 25 minutes this season over 20 games. He's likely to split time in the point guard rotation with Rondo, MCW and Jerry and Grant. He's still only 20 year, right. 22 so is he years, 22 years old. Is he going to get the minutes? in Chicago? No, I don't think so. I think that he's just, you know, just like essentially assume whatever Jerry and Grant got and assume the same for Cameron Payne. Uh, They're going to try to make one point guard out of three guys, like take the best from Williams, take the best from Payne and uh, Grant and somehow sew them into one one point guard? Yeah, I think maybe next year is when we really start to, you know, look at Cameron Payne. But this year, I, I just, you know, they're still in the playoff race. They can make the playoffs. I'm not so certain that Cameron Payne is going to be the answer to that question of, of how to improve their 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 seating there. So I, I think that people really want to assume and hope that he's going to be their starter who plays 30, 35 minutes a game. I just don't see that happening yet because he hasn't been exposed to that yet at any point in his NBA career. Let's not forget that, uh, like I said, he's 22 years old, and he learned behind a guy who was purely athletic in Westbrook. So it's not yeah. like he had an old Jarrett Jack or something like that, kind of right, a sage right. old point guard leading the way. It was basically Russell said, hey, can you be as athletic as, athletic as me? So I'm also skeptical that I don't know if Payne has really had a great advisor so far in his NBA career either. So I'm very well, skeptical. And another way he fits in nicely with the Bulls is he can't shoot either. Right. He, he has, I, I believe he has the worst shooting percentage of anybody who attempts at least six attempts per game. 33% this season, this yeah, season down like from that. 41 last year, but small sample size, of course, but uh, 33%, really? And you know what? Thank God that stupid dance is over. Oh, I hate that dance. <laughs> Not a fan, huh? Not a fan. But I'm old. I'm old. I mean, this is how old I am. Before we record these pods, I go to my local Rotary meeting. That's right. Yeah. What's old? What's an older group, Rotary or Elks Club? I think Elks is older because Elks is just drinking first, and then you pretend to have you know a Rotary. I can't even drink. It's a morning meeting. It's just all about volunteering and community service. Ken, it doesn't sound like you're trying hard enough. You can, <laughs> you can drink any time during the day. <laughs> you're right. I would help the pod if I had a few Bloody Marys. <laughs> uh, all right, last one here, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Okay. So. Another trade. Oh, big news. So after Toronto goes and gets Serge Ibaka from the Magic, they turn around, call Phoenix, and add P.J. Tucker, sending Jared Where's the Beef Sullinger and future second-round picks to Phoenix. Phoenix also sent cash to Atlanta for Mike Scott. I don't understand that move at all whatsoever. DJ, are the Raptors now for real? Are they your number two pick out east, and can they challenge Cleveland with these adding Tucker and Ibaka? Oh, man, it's tough. I think they can. They've been on a little slide of late. Uh, I think they they probably have been the second-best team in the East, even though the standings haven't reflected that of late. What the P.J. Tucker signing does for me is it kind of signals that they're not really firm on Damari Carroll, and I think P.J. Tucker might just kind of be slotting in for Damari Carroll. I I thought, oh, good, they'll give Norman Powell some minutes. And then they get Tucker, and I, I, I'm sure I know Tucker's defense is better, and playoff time they'll want that. 
But uh, anyway, I was a little disappointed from a Palace ownership standpoint because I thought, oh, now they'll let him shine without Ross. Yeah, he was the guy that hung back, right? So it was either trade Ross or trade Powell. They decided to trade Ross to Orlando, and that's the guy that goes off and has more fantasy value. Uh, When DeRozan is out, when Kyle Lowry out, Norman Powell is definitely a nice guy to add and and use in DFS. But for now, it looks like he's going to be locked into a back-end role in the rotation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why does Phoenix send cash for Mike Scott? What's the – what? Um, Why? You know what? This is one that kind of snuck in there, and I honestly haven't looked at the particulars, but I'm assuming that... um, I get why Atlanta does it. They want to free up a roster spot, buy out candidates and all this. But Phoenix, he's like, oh, kind of an older, mediocre guy? Yeah, yeah, here's some money. Right, and and Scott like hasn't played it all this year. I'm assuming right. that his he has a one year contract, and they're going to free up some money next year, or something like that. Yeah, I apologize that I haven't looked in the particulars of why that happened, but rest assured, when you see stuff like that, it's all salary cap stuff. Like get to the salary no, floor, zero stay under the cap, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, and, I actually apologize to our listeners for even bringing it up because there are zero, <laughs> zero fantasy implications there. Ken, before uh, we you, move on to your, yeah, your old man rant, I got one more trade, uh, one more bit of news. Yusuf Nurkic goes off last night and i know this trade happened a couple weeks ago but i really do think that nurkic is the guy that might benefit the most or or either him terrence ross dario Saric, or nurkic is going to benefit the most from trades last night he put up 12 points 12 rebounds five assists and i think he chipped in with like a total of three steals two blocks exactly and so he's going to stuff he's going to stuff the box score he's going to go off uh, I think top three, uh, whose fantasy value raised the most? Nurkic, you need to remember him because that technically was yeah. kind of a trade deadline month uh, transaction. Well, and you know what I love about Nurk- the dirty Nurkic also playing for the Blazers is he just has zero competition from the other front line right. guys in Portland. Like they, they'd be crazy not to play him 34 minutes every night, you know, uh, Unless he gets hurt. That's that's a bit of a knock on him, but why not? And I don't think the Blazers have much to play for. I know, you know, you can still get the eighth spot. I think it's the worst thing an organization can do is to fight for that eighth spot. Unless you've had like a 15-year playoff drought, it's insane to waste time in lottery picks and or not lottery. You know, just I hate going for the eighth spot. But uh, yeah, Nurkic, the dirty Nurkic. Why not? Five assists. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, he's been kind of outshined by Nikola Jokic, who we all basically say is the best big man passer. Guess what? Nurkic is really good at passing the ball, too, and he's a pretty big guy as well. So like you said, Ken, 34 minutes a game. There's no reason for him not to see that night in, night out. He's going to fill up the box score one way or another. like him quite a bit. If He should be owned everywhere. If he hasn't been, you need to go out there and grab him. Um, so that'll do it for the top news now it's time to move into ken's crazy old man rant you know what i have always hated and will use this opportunity to hate again the process and sam hinkey's approach you can't just draft the best player available you need a team look at san antonio look at boston look at toronto the pieces must fit there are only so many positions minutes and one ball Having three centers is a terrible approach. You destroy their trade value by not playing them. Nerlens, Noel, Exhibit A. But you can't play all of them. So then you wind up with angry players that have plummeting trade value. And you also wind up without any respected veterans who can train your young fellas, which is especially important in this era of one-and-done draft picks. 
Philly got nothing for Noel. Nothing. Would you say a bag of rocks? A bag of rocks. Though I do hope Justin Anderson gets some minutes. I'm curious to see what happens there. Uh, teams are made up of humans, not assets. Philly still stinks. They have no idea how to win meaningful games. The process is and will be a failure. Do not be fooled that Noel Embiid, um, I'm sorry, that Joel Embiid is a great player. He is a great player, but that doesn't, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. I'm going to end there. I just I like spit it. all over my monitor. I was so angry. <laughs> I've got to clean the spit up. You know what? You know what's funny, Ken, is I think you might be onto something here, right? And 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 people understand that now. When when they traded Noel for a bag of rocks, now luckily Justin Anderson was the guy holding the bag of rocks, and he's actually going to yeah. stay. He delivered it, and he's going to stay and play for that team. So, um, but they're the on whole, his lap for the flight, right? The whole <laughs> thought of this was well, even if you do double and triple up on guys that play the same position, you can trade them away and for right. another position. But like you said, it's Justin Anderson. And ideally that's not what you would have gotten. It's, it's a trade down in value. And two second round picks. And two really? second round picks. He was picks. a number six overall. And don't right. complain. Well, how could you predict Noel was going to get injured? Everyone knew he was injured. They drafted him knowing he had injury woes. Right. That's why he dropped to six and yeah. probably should have dropped further. Especially when you didn't need uh, – uh, the whole thing just makes me angry. Yeah. So the last thing I will say though, what's funny is that it, it's entirely possible this won't quite work out. However, I th- do think that Sam Hinkie has garnered more respect around the league over the last month. Oh, he definitely has. Because now the trades that Philadelphia and, the Calang- and Calangelo is making you know, aren't those Hinkie type of deals. Like what? You know, Hinkie never would have done that. At least we would have right. known that. And on top of that, how smart was Hinkie to include the, the Kings unprotected 2018 first round pick or something like that? So, so all, they still have a war chest of riches and, and, and draft picks coming up. And that's all because of Hinkie. Now the shame is he's not there to execute the, the remaining steps in his plan. So while the whole process thing may not have gone as smoothly as everyone had hoped in Philadelphia. It's funny that Sam Hinkie is still more respected right now today more than he was two weeks ago, I would say. Well, and I blame Hinkie for this terrible Noel deal because it's the whole process that led to Noel having no value. That's, you know, like, yeah, that's true. I don't blame this current regime. They're cleaning up a mess, in my opinion. They yeah. still have no backcourt. You know, I mean, Justin Anderson is a nice throw-in, and there's some upside there. But I don't think way back when they were, you know, they were like, "We're going to get all these centers, and when we trade them, we're going to get these guys that average ten minutes and have some upside." But most of the NBA hasn't heard of them, which is how I describe Justin Anderson, right? Like, if you had said when you're when they're stockpiling centers. If you had described this trade was what's going to happen in a year or two, everyone has said, oh, my God, then don't do this. That's terrible, right? Yeah. I just – I I think Hinkie's getting – just because – Joel Embiid is fantastic. Love him. He's also extremely entertaining. And somehow that's turning into, see, the process is great. But they still haven't won anything. They're very far from winning anything. And another aspect to me of the process being terrible is now your draft picks, they're all kids. Right. It's just a lot more speculation. And if you're, you've got 19, 20-year-olds on your roster without any veterans to show them how to play in the NBA. And if you think going from freshman year of college to the NBA isn't a massive leap, then you're out of your mind. You need, you need veterans 
that are interested in what's going on with your team to help these young guys. And frankly, you need minutes for them to play. Eh, I, I'm not even making logical sense. I'm just so angry. No, no, you are, Ken. And I'll <laughs> just say one more thing, and then we'll finish up with some Friday DFS, is that the, pro- the end goal of the process is not to end up with Joel Embiid and one other good player, and wow, we, we ended up with a couple good players. The end goal of the process was to win multiple championships with right. a stack, crazy upside. With crazy, crazy ups- upside, so you do need to factor that into the equation here. Now, it like legitimately it stinks that I just wish Hinky was there to finish it out because it fe- it does feel like they were turning a corner. It only happened right after he left, and I guess you can. Hey, I want him to be there to eat this. Sh- I was going to say, uh, let's call it poop. You're about stew. to get more bongos there, Ken. <laughs> No bongos. This is a bongo-free podcast. I want them there to eat the poop stew. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's move on to Friday DFS. A lot more will be said about Philadelphia over the course of the season. Um, We've got five players we're going to quickly go over here, Ken. Uh, You presented these players to me, and I completely agree with every single one of them. Let's start with Yogi Ferrell. $5,500 on FanDuel. There's a theme here. The theme is all new starters because of recent trades. And why not? Or trade action. So, yeah, that's the theme. And so, yes, point guard, as we described, Yogi Ferrell. I don't want to call it his first start because he's got he had starts Williams out, but he's now the point guard, right, DJ? He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Um, you know, you have Devin, Devin Harris and, and Seth Curry that could take some minutes away from him, especially if, uh, if, if Wes Matthews ultimately moves up to shooting guard, Harrison Barts is small forward, and you slot in Nerlens Noel at power forward slash center with Dirk. Um, but, yeah, moving forward, I think Yogi Ferrell at $5,500 is going to be a great price. I'm not really scared of the matchup against Ricky Rubio tonight at all. Um, so that's a good jumping off point, Ken. I, I want to say before we move on to TJ Warren here that I really do think that almost every lineup tonight is going to be composed of these uh, trade side effect players mixed in yeah. with your upper level guys that you know are going to go out there and compete. And there's going to be a lot of good value plays tonight, including TJ Warren at $5,000. Yeah, so Yogi in my lineup basically lets me afford IT, who's going to have to carry the Celtics down against Toronto. Avery Bradley not making the trip still, so... Uh, yeah, all these cheap new starters, then it's decide who's the super expensive guys. Uh, and you're right, so small forward. And Yogi Ferrell, by the way, only at 5500 TJ Warren, with now that uh, um, PJ, oh, I'm blanking on PJ's name. We just talked about PJ. Uh, Tucker. Tucker, with t- yep. Tucker gone. Warren's expected to get a ton of minutes. He's only 5000 playing in Chicago. Uh, Chicago's in total disarray. No more Taj Gibson in the lane. Uh, Got to be a, you know, anyway, big upside for Warren tonight, don't you think? I think so. Um, you know, he's shown flashes this season, especially at the beginning of the year, but he was knocked out uh, yeah, with a head injury. Yeah, late late November, early December for about a month. Hasn't been the same since. Now, what I think the value or what we need to read into this is Warren's going to have more consistent minutes in the absence of P.J. Tucker. There was a stretch in February where, where one game Warren played 18, the next it was 37, and then it was 28. And so now with Tucker out of the mix, I don't think we're going to be seeing his minutes go all over the place. I think you know they're going to settle right into the 28 to 34 range. And from a DFS perspective, we like that because when you put him into your lineup and he only plays 18 minutes, he's a dud. But at least we know he'll be on the, t- on the court long enough to accrue enough production for us. At $5,000, I'm only expecting that price to move up as the season continues right just like yogi's price exactly all right so let's go to the new starter in philadelphia power forward darius saric 6200 
I like it. You know, this is when I talked about my top three guys that have essentially benefited from all the trades that happened over the last couple of weeks. Sarge is right there up at the top. And how funny this is, Ken, that, you know, we talked about this for two years. We talked about who's going to go. Is it going to be Okafor, Noel, or Embiid, and who's going to stay? And we never talked about Sarge even once. Not even this year when he came and showed us he was a decent player, right? It's true. And he's Nobody wanted him. He won. He won. He's going to be in the rotation. They decided to go with him. $6,200. Let's not forget Joel Embiid is out for the next four games, and there's lingering talk, Ken. I'm not sure how how known this is, that they could potentially shut down Embiid for the rest of the season, leaving lots of minutes for Dario Saric, another guy you like, Jalil Okafor, and also somebody who maybe you've never even really heard of before, Rashawn Holmes, especially when Embiid is out, is going to be a cheap flyer to target back in Philadelphia. So they go from having way too many front court options to perhaps needing to add a couple <laughs> yeah you know can dario get a haircut can, that, that just that that haircut just the way he's always got to flip it out of his face yeah just bothers me you know what you know waylon and i have a theory about this believe it or not because if you go two years into the arc would whole, be the guy with the hair theory yeah we did a whole podcast on new nba hairdos believe it or not yeah. oh, uh, i remember two years ago it's timeless you really need to put that in the vault frame it <laughs> Epic. award-winning baby um, <laughs> luckily they didn't listen to that podcast and that was that's not why submitted we were... for the nomination yeah yeah but probably the the best nugget to come out of that podcast is for the first couple of years the fashion sense and the haircuts of the rookies and sophomores aren't that good but by their third year you know they're they're finding some good stylists they Peak know style. how to use their money you know they're they're more of trendsetters and so sarge still has another year or two before we see a respectable respectable haircut with that mustache, what's the the old cartoon, the Canadian cartoon that had the moose and the little short evil guy with the black mustache? He looks like the taller version. You know, it's not very good to make a reference if you can't remember the name of who you're referencing. Let's <laughs> move espe- on. And especially when you have a, a guy that's or a kid that's too young right. to understand your references <laughs> as it is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Someone will tweet. Please, if you're listening, tweet me, Tim. Haney will tweet me who I was talking about. He did that the other episode I couldn't come up with. Thank, thank you, Tim. I'm thanking you in advance. All right. <laughs> Another power forward possible new starter, Nikola Meritich. Only 4,000 because he's coming back from injury against Phoenix. But he's got to be the new starter power forward for Chicago, right? You would think Bobby Portis is somebody who's kind of lingering. They really haven't liked his defense abilities. Either way, regardless of if it's Miritich, if it's Portis, if they find a way to put Paul Zipser down there or something and go really small, you still got to like Miritich moving forward because, you know, they were split. When they needed to stretch four out there, they decided to go with McDermott or Miritich. Now they can only go with Miritich. That's, that's their only option. So you're <laughs> hoping that'll jumpstart a season, a season that's been pretty pitiful. I mean, he's, he had a better first and second year in the league than he is now. Uh, the 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 Bulls just utterly confuse me. I don't I don't know what the heck's going on there, but uh, yeah, Miritich is like the the new guy by default. And then at center, we already mentioned uh, mentioned Jahil Okafor. Jahil Okafor only forty five hundred. Wow, the, in the Embiid's definitely not playing tonight, uh, and obviously Noel's in Dallas, so got, should be a ton of minutes for Okafor tonight. Yeah, and most definitely. And on top of that, uh, it, we all thought Okafor was going to be the one gone. I'm sure he did too. And yeah. now what's funny is that hopefully he takes this like, oh, the franchise really wants me. I want to be a fixture. But in reality, if that's all they could get for Nerlens Noel, imagine what the oh. trade market was for Okafor. So that's yeah. likely what happened. But maybe uh. Okafor takes it the other way and says, oh, I won. Not, not really, Jalil, but uh, maybe he'll take it that way and play better with more minutes. But he's got to know. 
unless Embiid turns into Sam Bowie, mm-hmm. he's got to know that he's always going to be second banana or worse. You know what, Ken? Let's let's end on this in saying that uh, some of the tweets that happened after the deadline really made it seem like these discussions were put uh, on pause for this summer. I think Okafor is in that discussion that's going to yeah. reheat back up this summer before the tra- or before the draft. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Paul George. And so while we didn't see those yeah. big names move, uh, including Okafor, he's certainly not a big name, but we, we've been waiting for him to be moved. Uh, it's not over yet. I think it could happen this summer. Does Okafor move for a better or worse package than what Philly got from the Pelts. <laughs> well, like you were saying, and let's, we're able to bring this podcast round home now, is that you're actually going to be able to display Okafor's yeah, you know, yeah, best qualities. True. And so that was the big thing that your whole rant was about, right? You don't get to yeah. display. They're actually going to do that. So if it was just the same or better, I wouldn't be surprised. And that just plays into exactly what you were griping about today. DJ, there's a lot of reasons I like you, but the top two are, you're always positive, which I love, and you you always somehow say nice things about my rant, which I also love. So hey, the rant is my favorite part of the week. Keep up and the I'm good not being nice. That actually is my favorite part of the keep week. Keep up the good work. Well, I'm going to enjoy your 120 work as soon as this is done. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I might post that on the with the pod here. Uh, all right. Well, I know you've got other pressing media work today, uh, DJ. Do you want to close with anything uh, before we head into our outro quote? No, I just want to say, like I said, if you're composing DFS lineups today, you know, use the guys that are going to see upticks, especially when some of the guys that were traded won't be eligible. So you need to keep it locked on RotoWire to see who's going to be eligible tonight, who won't, and then fill your lineup with those bona fide players that we know are already good. Uh, other than that, Ken, take it away. Yeah, I'll, I'll add DFS wise with those cheapies we just mentioned. I can fit Giannis, Butler. And IT into my lineup tonight. Nice. So exactly. That's the goal. That's that's, that should be the, the goal, goal for your DFS lineup tonight. All right. Well, let's uh, let's end with I found an old trade deadline quote from Stan Van Gundy, who was surprisingly quiet with Shannon's Pistons here at the deadline. They allegedly were shopping guys, but nothing happened. Anyway, his quote a few years ago, and just try to imagine this in a gruff, angry Stan Van Gundy voice, but. Uh, I'm going to try to do that voice. I'm going to try. You, you laugh depending on how terrible it is. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter to anyone that 99% of all the trade rumors in pro sports are wrong. I said to somebody the other day, in my business, if I lost 99% of the time, I wouldn't last very long. <clears throat> but the guys who write these things can be wrong 99% of the time, and they still got a job. So that's a great profession right there. <laughs> terrible. Terrible impersonation. Of I don't know who you. I don't think that's his voice at all, but I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> that was just me, slightly older and a little more overweight. That was that voice. All right, <laughs> attention, passengers. This three up two car fantasy train has hit the end of the line.